Fanning. Weekends on 2FM. Now, let's see. On Monday last, a court in the US found Elizabeth Holmes guilty of lots of different things for turning her Silicon Valley venture Theranos into a sophisticated fraud, duping billionaires and other naive investors into funding an apparently groundbreaking company whose medical technology never worked as Holmes promised it would or indeed promised it did. Holmes was lauded as the female Steve Jobs and her company had a $9 billion valuation at its height, but it was all built on sand. US correspondent for the Sunday Business Post, Marion McKeown, is with me now to give us the ins and outs of the Silicon Valley scandal. Um, Marion, welcome to the programme again Hello, now. Dave. And happy 2022. And happy 2022 to you. To you. You're, you're not as far away as you usually are, would I be correct no, in I saying that? I am in Dublin. <laughs> right. I'm enjoying it thoroughly, I have to say. It's greatly back for, for the, the start of the new year and all the rest of it. And uh, so, yeah. But I'm sure you'll far, be back for the midterms, will you be? Right, indeed. Uh, okay, uh, heading back, heading back early next week. Right, indeed. Now, listen for the uninitiated, Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, we've done so much on the program in the past about it when it was all leading up to it all, and the documentaries on TV and the books and the, everything else about it too. Uh, in fact, there's a big Hollywood movie coming out soon too. Who is Elizabeth Holmes, and what did her company Theranos claim to do? Okay, Elizabeth Holmes is a very brilliant 38-year-old woman. She grew up in Washington, D.C., middle-class kid, middle-class family, super smart in school, went to Stanford, you know, which is one of the top, one of the most elite colleges in all of America. It's like that Ivy League sort of super elite handful of colleges that once you get into it, you are pretty well assured of a very bright future. So she got in there, she was studying, uh, I think it was biopharmacy and various other things, uh, dropped out at 19. But while she was there, she came up with these fantastic ideas. Unfortunately, they didn't work. But one of her ideas was just to give you the, the way her mind was working uh, a, a patch you know you, you can get patches nicorette patches whatever she came up with a patch that would detect if you had something wrong with your body that would scan your body for any illness and let's say you had a chest infection and you didn't realize this patch would find it located and then administer to your body the exact amount of antibiotic that it needed to cure this whatever ailment you had so she was thinking on that level of kind of sci-fi fantastic and then she came up with this other idea of what if you had, instead of if you're feeling under the weather or whatever, you go to your doctor, you get about eight or nine different blood tests ordered, you have to go to hospital, make an appointment, they suck out about eight or nine vials of blood out of you, you know, one per each test that they want to do, and uh, and then you have to wait for weeks for the results or whatever or days. So she said, what if you got these sort of like an ATM machine in your local supermarket, so in Boots, in Safeways, in Walmart, as it was in America, um, you could go in there, you could just prick your finger and take two drops of blood and your blood could be scanned for up to 200. That little minute amount, which would be virtually painless, could be scanned for up to 200 different diseases, including cancers, including infections, including diabetes, including just about anything that could be wrong with you. So she had this idea. It's a brilliant idea. It would revolutionize what is a really inefficient industry, the blood testing industry. And she was going to basically develop the technology to make it work. Now, that is where the problem was. The problem was between the idea and the delivery. But in the meantime, as I said, she's super smart. Her family's a DC-based family. They're well connected. She gets on her board. Like I said, she dropped out of Stanford at, at Stanford at 19 to pursue this. And so far, so Steve Jobs, you know, that and, and Bill Gates, that they're too brilliant for college. They're too brilliant for even the most brilliant colleges in America. And they're, they're on the way to making their fortune. So she even wore the black pole neck. She did the TED Talks and she got 
what she did, which to my mind was really phenomenal. This is a young girl in her late teens, early 20s, young woman. Um, she persuades Rupert Murdoch, no clown and notoriously tight-fisted to part with $125 million. She persuades Henry Kissinger to be on the board, again, no slouch, and to give her $3 million of his own money. Again, these are not people who part with money on a whim. They got very rich by being prudent investors. She persuades the Betsy DeVos family, let's shed no tears here whatsoever, um, who are worth billions, to give her $100 million. And she persuades the Walton family, not Walton's on the telly, that we knew day for we were kids but yeah, the Walmart, Walmart owners, yeah. Yeah, do you know hold Walmart, on a second there uh, Marion some of the things yeah. that you've just said there I mean you know like I could do all exactly what she's done then because like you know you, no, you, you, you <laughs> hold on you used the phrase she was thinking on that level I mean I could think on some level as well okay that's number one number two she was going to develop I could going to develop as well number three four times there you said what if what if like there's yeah. nothing there that's definite there's like nothing ha- happened that was real so why would no. I give 125 billion and only have 50 billion left of my money. I mean, it's because, insane. Okay, because there is, you know what? Due diligence. Due, Hello, due check it out. It'll take a half yeah, an hour. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, all of these guys, like the Rupert Murdochs and the Betsy DeVosses, who lost their 100 millions and their 125 millions, A, two things. First of all, they'll just write it off against tax. So, you know what? They won't feel that pinch. And B, Murdoch is worth 22 billion. DeVos is worth a couple of billion. So I'm kind of like a big so what if they were too lazy and too gullible to check her out and to question her properly, because apparently when people did question her and there were Harvard professors who said they had chats with her, there was a Stanford advisor, an academic advisor who said, well, hang on, you know, what about, what about? And apparently she was just like, these are details, details, details. And she wasn't a details person. She saw herself as the bigger picture person. No, but, but you don't I think, even, hold on, even if you were Murdoch giving out that kind of money, do you don't think you'd get Mr. Detail in, of one of your minions to check it out? Yeah. But you know what happens here? She goes to Murdoch and she says, Henry Kissinger is on the board. I've yeah. already got, you know, X amount. Look, this happens in Hollywood every day. Somebody comes up and they say, I have a script. Brad Pitt's going to star in it. You know, and that's Michael enough. Fincher's going to direct yeah. it. They may have never even met them. They may have never so seen So an awful lot of the money she got yeah. was old yeah. money, if you like. People yeah. who didn't really understand what was going on in terms of uh, Silicon Valley and did not want to be left out because they were left out yeah. and everything else were, from Twitter to, yeah. to, to Facebook, etc. And they were afraid they'd miss the next yeah. big thing. And America is literally with people who say, if I had only bought those Apple shares back ah, in yeah. 1986 ah, yeah. or whenever the hell, or Facebook or whatever, and they were afraid and they see this woman who's a brilliant self-publicist and she's so convinced but she has lined up. Look at who she lined up. George Schultz, former Secretary of State. I say Henry Kissinger, James Mathis, who was a byword for integrity in America. Like he came out of the Pentagon and he came out of the military, four-star general. He went on to her board. He did not have money. Military people in America, by and large, you know, he came up from a modest background. He invested 85 grand of his money because he wanted to have skinned the game. He was a guy who had no money. Okay. He went on to her board. Now he quit in 2015, but that gave her the cover to say the US military is chomping at the bit to get hold of this project. They're chomping at the bit. James Mathis is on my board. So if you're Murdoch or whoever and you've got loads of money, you're going, Jesus, she's got Kissinger, she's got Mathis, she's got Schultz. The Waltons are going to hold, the, the Walmart family are going to run these machines in every Walmart in America because they've already agreed to do that and they've invested their money. So you're probably thinking, this sounds pretty damn exciting. And as you say, you don't want to be left out. And these people can always find a way of mitigating their losses through taxes or through 
whatever, you know, uh, because America, America encourages entrepreneurs. So again, uh, two phrases that came to mind to me, Alan Greenspan spoke about irrational exuberance in the stock market during the dot-com boom and all that, where people were just going, this is brilliant, this is going to work. You know, everybody seems to be making money except you. And so you want to get in on the act. And also, um, Donald Trump, truthful hyperbole. Now, in his case, a lot more hyperbole than truthful. But he said that was the method that he used his children. And they, they were the subject of a criminal investigation in New York. Don Jr. and Ivanka sold apartments in the Soho, in their Soho development, by telling people they're all sold out. We've only got two left. Mm. If you don't, and they had sold none. You know, so this this is part of the American sales. So pitch. hold on. And OK, if he goes, if you go to Bernie yeah, Madoff, yeah. you're talking 65 yeah. billion of other people's money that he lost. So yeah. is she really the Bernie Madoff at the moment of, of a place that 10 years ago people looked up to and, and bowed down in front of and now after Cambridge Analytica and, and, and kind of, you know, the hatred for Facebook and Zuckerberg, etc. And, you know, everybody's more technical, I mean, um, critical about the whole tech world and all the rest yeah. of it, etc. And like, you know, unionisation at Amazon, etc. There's a sour taste and she's really top of the list of the sour taste bit, isn't she? She is. And you know what? She should be. I don't, because the thing is, you can believe and come up with a brilliant idea, as, as you've said. And But there is a huge gap between that idea, <laughs> really getting is. all those 700, <laughs> getting 700 uh, million from investors. No, getting the damn thing to lying. work, getting the damn yeah. thing to be real, but getting the damn thing to be the truth, seizing. which it isn't. Yeah. Okay. So see, anyway, she, she knew all along that she, that well, she now, was deceiving them, and this that's is the point. why she deserved. Okay. So she knew all along yeah. that she was deceiving. So she yeah. was convicted on four federal fraud charges last week, yeah. and she'll and be sentenced later on. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Now the next thing about it is that she's a she's half of the whole thing, isn't she? There's another guy. Why didn't they do the other guy's court case at the same time? Uh, because I Sonny Balwani. They did want to separate them. Also, it would have been like part of her defense was that this guy had abused her and controlled her diet and that she was basically under his um, spell was what she was partly trying to say, that he had made her not be able to think straight. Now, I didn't buy that because she was the one. All the investors were not duped by him. They were duped by her. She was the star mm -hmm. of the show. And she knew at an early stage that these machines were not viable. She was behind behind the backs of the investors using conventional blood testing methods while pretending she was using her new brilliant methods. You know, so there was, uh, you can't blame any entrepreneur for coming up with a brilliant idea and trying to raise loads of money and generate balls. You can blame them for knowingly deceiving OK, their but one of the things about all of this thing problem. is that no matter what happened in terms of, you know, defrauding people of, of loads of money that they put into something that they believed was true, one of the problems is that, you know, she did get off on some of the charges. She was acquitted yeah. on conspiracy and Seven fraud charges, charges yeah. against patients. And yet, yeah. there's evidence out there where a pregnant woman was told that she was miscarrying. Not true. One guy was yeah. told he was HIV positive. Not true. Yeah. And like it, it did, once it gets into Walmart and you can just buy it by walking into the local supermarket yeah. kind of thing, it just like she was allowing that to be sold and had fooled Walmart as well. And yeah. it does have major consequences to what I would call patients, which are human beings. And therefore, yeah. I wonder why she got off that one last Monday. Yeah, because they, they weren't able to prove their case beyond right. reasonable doubt. And I think there's also a thing that, you know, it, it, it is that healthcare in America is nuts. Let's just operate on that basis that it's so expensive, it's so crazy, but there's yeah. always the expectation you'll get this test and then you go to your doctor. 
you know, that you won't just take her word for it, that it's a, it's an initial, it's a pre-scan almost. So I think that they weren't able to prove that beyond reasonable doubt. The jury didn't buy that. They were able to prove that she had defrauded the DeVos family, for example. But as I say, mm. in America, it's a funny thing. There's very little sympathy in America now for the divorces, for all these people. Well, there wouldn't be anyway because of what she was doing in terms of education. She was an appalling education secretary. Mm. Her brother, Eric Prince, was the, he founded the mercenaries that, you know, the the Black, the Blackstone, I think they were called, the appalling carry-on of the mercenary forces that he had out in Afghanistan and Iraq and other places. He was an appalling guy. So they're an appalling family in in terms of how they are perceived uh, and rich and elitist and greedy and grasping. And I think most people probably think, oh, well, you know, what they've plenty of money no fear of them so i think that they're also she has now had you know she could get up to 80 years in prison she very unlikely will get even five years in my view yeah. she has a young child she's appealing she will be looking and as i say in america there is this attitude that you've got to break a few eggs to make an omelette and that not every great idea will work. But the main thing is that you preserve the buccaneering entrepreneurial spirit that people will continue to take chances, take gambles. There's no disgrace in America in the culture to going bankrupt. Yeah, but she brought times. it all the way to yeah. Sackler family. Well, maybe not yeah. that far, but you know what not I mean? So, no. OK, yeah. well, now let's take a look yeah. at this here, though. But I mean, like, you know, she was supposed to do 200 diagnostic tests, which she did. There was, you yeah. know, you get a bit of blood and they can cure yeah. or certainly find out about cancer and syphilis and cholesterol and everything else. She did a dozen. They were unreliable. They were outsourced. They weren't even done by Theranos, whoever they are. And they were doctored as well. So what does that mean for this next guy? Who is the other guy? This guy, Ramesh Sumi Balani. Oh, I think he's he's basically her her co-pilot. So if he's going to have a court case coming up, every single thing on that court case will be on whatever has just happened in the last few months, isn't it? Like, I mean, the defence and the prosecution will have to sort of make all their decisions on what's already been said or not being said. And like certain things will happen. They'll bring on, um, what do you call it, witnesses again. And they'll really kind of, you know, get right in underneath them and they might say something slightly different than they did on the stand a few months ago and then yeah. they'll throw and doubt into it gotcha. and then the jury yeah. will say oh maybe a woman's lying I mean it's a it's an odd way of doing things uh, I, you have to say uh, they had the right to not be tried together yeah. particularly because she was making allegations against him that is your right like, there are certain sort of inalienable rights but especially if you're rich and you've got good lawyers in the way that trials can be handled now I would say in the interest of justice it is better that they had separate trials for sure uh, but I, I I think her verdict I, I mean a bit like Epstein and Maxwell they should not have been tried together even if he were still alive to have tried them both together would not have worked albeit it's an entirely different but it's still a criminal case in which you had two people in cahoots. So if you, if you allege, you know, it's it's alleged and it seems based on the charges against him that the prosecution is very much of the view that they were in cahoots together and that they were... They yeah, did this a lot. but it's He's difficult for her. Like, she is the science, yeah. supposedly. His job was marketing and selling exactly. and accounting. He, he can kind of... He, yeah, he can distance yeah, himself. He can say, I didn't go to Stanford. I wasn't yeah. the one who gave up this idea. I wasn't the one who developed the, the science. I was told that this was working and I went out and sold it. So he can put himself at arm's length from her. And basically at this stage, he doesn't owe her any favours. As, as his lawyers will see it, he doesn't owe her any favours. She tried to blame him and to blame his coercion and control over her. You know, he's going to come back swinging. Will she I take think- the stand against him? Will she be made? Will she be whatever the word is? You know, she'll have to do it. 
Uh, I don't think she can be. I mean, she she could be called as a hostile witness. She could yeah. go as a voluntary witness. But what's her credibility as a witness? Like she lied. You know, she I mean she it was a massive deceiver of investors. She doesn't have a whole lot of credibility as, as a person of integrity or a person who's likely to tell the truth. You know, she's a person who very clearly is out to save her own skin at this stage. Well, is she like are we talking the sociopathic tendencies here? Like, I mean, why did she take such a gamble on technology that she knew did? did not work. Look, I think part of it, honestly, is that the more money she got, the more pressure she was under to succeed. It's like... I don't oh, know, didums. You know, if no, I, <laughs> the poor girl. No, no, but you know what? It's like if you if somebody pays you, we'll say, a million euro to, to write a book or to whatever, you want it to be good. You feel you have to earn this money. You have to earn, my God, my God. She Look, her big crime to me was the second... It was clear that this wasn't working, that she needed to go back to the drawing board. She should have put hands up and said to the investors, look, I'm really sorry. I might need another hundred million from you each before this works. So you can either give me more money or you can suck up your losses. She never did that. And I think it was ego. I think she wanted yeah. to be the next. She wanted to be the first woman in this industry who was going to be that. You know, at one stage, she wasn't even 30 and she was worth four billion on paper. OK, you know, the, female, mean, the, the, the female Steve Jobs bit, the, like, you know, yeah. the, from the polo neck to dropping out of Stanford, which of course you have to do if you're going to be doing this kind of thing, and all of those kind of things. But one of them is uh, seriously like the voice. I mean, I've seen the documentaries and uh, yeah. her her voice. Like, did she get training to make it deeper and sound like Steve Jobs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, she had a persona. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. She crafted a persona, as we said, like the poll next, the TED Talks, the whole thing. She was out there to, to get as much money as she could out of investors. And to her credit, she succeeded remarkably well. This was a college dropout in her early 20s. And Murdoch's throwing $125 million at her. You know, she was plausible. You have to be plausible to a degree to get that kind of, and as you say, there, there was all this FOMO. They were afraid of missing out oh, and yeah. they were gullible because greed makes you gullible. You know, you, like if you think you are going to, you know, parlay, you know, you're going to put in your 100 million and you're going to get back at least a billion in five years, you, that's going to make you a little bit gullible and a little bit blind, you know, no matter how tough you are, because greed blinkers people. And, and you know, her whole persona then and added, as I said, to the names that she was able to bandy around, to, that she was able to say that the US military, this was going to be the only system they used. That in itself would be worth billions. Yeah. You know, so she did lie. She did manipulate. She did deceive. And when she knew it wasn't working, she concealed it. She absolutely deserved to be criminally convicted. She deserves to go to prison. Yeah, and she kept going. And just around that time yeah. was the time she actually yeah. went Walmart. And of course, that's where all the money's going to be in terms of getting something back. By the way, we're talking to Mary McKeown, the US correspondent for the Business Post. And just a quick last one or two things about Elizabeth Holmes and about Theranos. Um, you know, if you think about it, like all this thing of smashing everything or break everything or whatever yeah, the hell the is written on the... Culture, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all that written on the wall of Facebook, etc. But I mean, like, you know, Elon Musk did it because like he, he like, you know, General Motors and Ford and everything else were going to kind of make an electric car and they were humming and hawing. He came right in and did the damn yeah. thing. He yeah. did this big, huge word that she believed into, which was disruptive, be disruptive. And the owl guys exactly. with all their money realised this is the new way to do things we don't understand it. They wear polo necks. We wear a shirt and tie. Yeah. Let's give her 500 yeah. million quid. 
That's really what happened. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They see them coming and they're, they're different. And they, you know, so and the thing is, you're right. The big difference between Musk and her is he made something. There was something yeah. physical, something tangible. But when you're in the tech world, you're talking about like something like PayPal or Stripe. What the hell is that? Like if you're an alpha like Murdoch, you're going, how does it work? You don't see anything. There's nothing. It's really funny you should say that. I've been yeah. doing a thing, but I've been looking at a thing, loads of stuff about Peter Thiel recently and I just still don't yeah. get it. I don't yeah, actually exactly. know how he made his trillions. <laughs> yeah. So you're going, how the hell? Because there, it's to us to, and certainly to Murdoch and those guys who are used to heart, like a, a physical newspaper, they, this is being made out of fresh air almost. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not seeing it. It's all slate of hand. It's all cloak and mirror. And they saw her as being that but her thing should have been in the Musk where it should have been tangible listen I got into one of Musk's cars and I test drove it I nearly didn't bring it back <laughs> it's a thing of beauty it's a thing of beauty okay she, she really will appeal will she Oh yeah, obviously. She'll appeal, yeah. she'll appeal the sentence. She'll appeal the trial. She'll have mitigation. She has a new baby. She has, you know, she she could look. Uh, the appeal system in America is the rich person's way of putting off the inevitable, and the inevitable are are actually shaving years off the inevitable. Uh, she she may not go to prison for years. If she goes, it'll probably be somewhere around three to five years. I I would say now. I could be and then there's a whole other but, story yeah. about your man that she married there a year ago as well. It's a fantastic. Every single one of his friends sat him down. And said don't marry this woman yeah. he's, well, he's, he's a trillionaire they own 400 <laughs> hotels it's hilarious it's just mind-boggling stuff those but, American but stories can't be she's them. a persuasive woman like you know she obviously I mean, is Ghislaine Maxwell persuaded uh, uh, another multi-billionaire to marry her after yeah. like you know when she was basically on the run the, you know people there's like the, the gift of being able to sell sell yourself sell your ideas it's clearly where the money is Dave and it's clearly where you and I missed out yeah, I, that's what I was just thinking myself well I have an idea myself to win the lotto tomorrow but it doesn't mean I'm going to win the damn thing alright uh, tonight is you it? can yeah, live what in hope today, Saturday. <laughs> live, live in hope indeed listen Marion thanks a million for talking to us Always on the programme today by the okay. way just when will she be sentenced or she gets a sentence I'm there's presuming, no date yet no, uh, no before Ramesh Sonny Balwani is, uh, goes up in court she will be sentenced before that will she uh, you know, the date hasn't been set. Right. That means they could set a date three months, six months. Yeah. I don't think that would be taken into account yeah. necessarily. And by the way, I she's living she... in her mansion at the moment too. She's not even... Oh, under she any... is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK, is. all right. Listen, Marion. <laughs> Mary McKeown, as in US correspondent for the Business Post, but not in the US at the moment, but she will be back next week. Next week. <laughs> Thanks a million for talking Take to us, Marion. Good luck. Take Thank it easy. Bye. Dave Fanning. Weekends on 2FM.